We're on the precipice of a brand new weekend. Episode 101 uh, with Joe and Daz on It's Almost the Weekend. The only reason I know what episode it is is because last week was the big 100. If you're just joining us, you should probably go back and listen to the cluster flock that is the big 100. You know what? If you haven't listened to all 100 episodes at this point, go back. Go <laughs> no. back and listen to all of them. No, That's a prerequisite that. to know the first thing we're going to say on this episode. No, no. We should delete the first 50 episodes <laughs> at least. 50? Uh, maybe you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I haven't gone back and listened, but they're, they're there. They're encased in servers somewhere on the internet the Spotify servers just lighting up, you know, twitching in the dark with the It's Almost the Weekend episode nine. Like, you just... No one's got time for It's Almost the Weekend episode nine. What do you reckon episode nine is? (laughs) I have no earthly clue. Like, not even a bit. It wasn't even... Like, we were still floundering, you know. We didn't have any structure... We didn't really understand what kind of topics to discuss. Mm. I, I mean, we got to episode 10 and we did our top 10 games of all time. Like, that's how lost we were. Like, we were so <laughs> lost. Lost we needed, lambs. Yeah, yeah. We needed to rely on, on something like that straight off the bat. So, yeah, ep- episode 9, without a doubt, is a write-off. I, I don't know. I like the synchronicity of... 10 being our top 10 and nine by the way is indie versus triple a versus double a oh my god that's a yeah that's i mean that's that's a good topic who who knows who knows what kind of discussions were had in such an episode the only way to find out (laughs) is to rate this podcast two out of five Uh, Um, (laughs) shout out i still that person hasn't revealed themselves i mean they're probably not listening right like if you rate a podcast two out of five or three out of five or one out of five uh you you don't keep listening you don't hear the retort from the hosts yeah it's a real like get in get out situation you listen to 10 minutes of like the cooked audio from our sonic the hedgehog episode and you think (laughs) the audacity of them to upload this to the internet for my ears yeah to my ears no yeah god I, did, I don't think I even recorded a, an apology at the start of that episode. Oh, I, just... I think you did. I think you did. Oh, did I? Okay, great, great. Because I had so much fun recording that episode yeah, and I was, was so heartbroken when it, 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 it sounded like Laura was transitioning into Banshee um, yeah, for most yeah. of the, the recording. Laura is always transitioning into Banshee. That's part of her <laughs> uh, Um That... No, we should have her back for Yu-Gi-Oh. I know we got to do a Yu-Gi-Oh episode at some point, and she is the uh, penultimate Yu-Gi-Oh fan I know. So amazing! Um, I love that. Like, you don't feel the podcast is good enough for the ultimate Yu-Gi-Oh fan, so we're getting the penultimate. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. This is not just this. Is, this isn't your grandma's Yu-Gi-Oh fan. Uh. What is this? What are we? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> what the fuck? I You're... feel like I just went, like woke up from a coma. Oh, that's great. I mean, do you feel good about waking up from a coma straight into a context where your voice is being recorded? Yeah. Yeah, that feels safe. 
That feels <laughs> safe and reliable. <laughs> yeah, good. So, uh, did you manage to dream about playing any games in your coma? Yeah, I did. Um, let's see now. It's it's. I'm kind of. I'm contemplating on if. I'm contemplating on if I should mention. Do I do the same thing that you're that you mentioned doing it before we started recording? Saying. Oh yeah, that's a that's a secret though. You can't yeah. you can't tell the listeners about that. You okay. you're you're like poking the bear and and teasing the bear. Like the the poke is a stick with honey on it. What are you doing? <laughs> I like doing that. <laughs> uh, no. So yes, I'm just gonna go all out. Whatever. I've been playing a bit of Tarkov. Yes, of course. The, mm-hmm. the wipe has been fun. I feel like I'm lagging behind a little bit now, you know, like, which I think I actually like, you know, I don't want to have to do quests where everyone is also doing the same quest as me and I bump mm. into a bunch of players. Mm-hmm. I want to be behind the eight ball. I want to be a bit slow. I don't yep. mind being a little ratty boy hiding in the walls. I like mm. that. I like going slow and just getting the items. Mm-hmm. Um, but a game has come from out of nowhere oh this week. God. Okay. All right. Is it is it a new game or an old game? It's a new game, baby. It has I... been in the news a lot. It oh, might even I... have been show, shown up in your news. In my news? Uh, it might potentially. be showing up in your news this, this week. It showed up in the news last week. Um, oh my god, have you been playing, uh, the, the one, I mean, it, if it's the one, it's the one with all the server troubles, right? Yes, Helldivers 2. <laughs> right, you're playing Helldivers, no shit, mm-hmm. how is it? So good, <laughs> it's actually wow. so good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's fantastic, um, apart from all the server issues, but mm. uh, I haven't, haven't really had too much of a bad time with them, like, I'll log on. It'd be like the servers are full. I'll be like, okay, I'll go like make myself a cup of tea or like, you know, go play with the dog for 10 minutes and then come back and I'm logged in. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. I'm sitting there twiddling my thumbs. Right, right. Feeling, feeling anger. I'm just, yeah. I'm happy to wait. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, once you get in, what, uh, what is it like? Like how familiar with the first Helldivers are you? Not even a little bit. The only knowledge I had of Helldivers 1 was you saying it was pretty hard. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the the thing that kind of immediately made me uh, endeared to this game, apart from its immaculate vibe and mm. uh, and the way it like does the whole Starship Troopers thing, um, mm. is the way that it handles data. And oh. so... Like in this game, I think they did it in that other game that you, me, and uh, Demo played. The uh, oh, alienation. Yeah, but mm. they're doing it in, a, in a, I think, a cleaner way. So, like on one side of the galaxy, there's the Tyranids, which are like these alien bugs, and on the other side is the automatons. Okay, and they're like con- continually pushing towards Super Earth in the middle, which is your home planet. <laughs> I love the sound of this already. Yeah. I'm like a hundred percent in. <laughs> yeah. And like everyone has access to where they are sort of on the, on the war table, you know? Mm-hmm. So you can see like, oh, they're like three, you know, stratospheres out. They're on the, the Tyranids are on these three planets and we're winning on this planet, but we're losing on this planet and this other one. And you can see exactly by how much, you know, you can see like, there's a hundred thousand hell divers on, you know, whatever Th- this planet here, planet A, and we are like twenty five percent through the way of pushing them back. 
Wow. And so when you go and do a mission on that planet, it shows you you have been you have added, you know, 0.004% to the war effort after wow. completing the mission. And so Man, everyone shit. is pushing right now to like get the, you know, help help the war effort and, you know, do their part, which is right. a really cool weird thing to be a part of. Yeah. And as a result as well, there's there's been all this like lore that's kind of popped up around specific planets that have been really hard to defeat uh, or okay. push back against. Right. So, so there's this one, uh, t- uh, not Tyranid, uh, automaton planet called Malevolon Creek. Which... <laughs> Malevolon. Oh, Malevolon Creek. Yeah. And like, there's so many like TikTok videos and like, you know, just YouTube videos, Twitter uh, what do you call them? Instagram reels about people like dropping in on Malevolon Creek and like having the worst time ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> they'll put like, um, you know, in Avatar One when they blow up the world tree and there's that like music that's playing. Do you, oh, I don't know if you remember Avatar there's, One. There's no way I remember that, but I can imagine it for sure. Yeah, it's like a really you know harrowing sounding song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they put that on, on in the background while they show slow motion footage of them fighting the automatons and losing <laughs> badly on, uh, on uh, Malevolon Creek. Um, oh, let's see. And this like voice actor did this like fa- fake found recording of a soldier on Malevolon Creek, basically doing a um, oh, what's that famous war movie? Um, uh, there's a lot. Re- there's many yeah. famous war Just movies. Na- name the one that the top one that comes to your head. Oh, Saving Private Ryan. No. Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. Yeah, he basically does an intro to Apocalypse Now. You know how it has the voiceover? Oh, right. Of like um, Colonel Kurtz. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Harrison Ford is like sweating in that shack and he's like, this is a recording we've got. And it's like Colonel Kurtz and he's like out of his mind and all that stuff. Exactly. Right, right, right. He's like, I came to Malevolent Creek. It's not what you thought it would be. The trees are speaking binary. You know, like all this cool shit. And at the end, he's like, uh, spill oil tenfold against the, you know, against the uh, automatons. And I'm like, that's so badass. Like yeah. all of the, like the cool, like fan made lore that has just popped up around this one planet, which has been a struggle point. Um, that's has been really cool. Awesome. Wow. That's so cool. And I got it. I got to say, this is definitely one of the big pluses to, like, playing a game on release, whether Mm. it's, like, multiplayer or not. You get all that, like, immediate community feedback where people just, like, jump on the bandwagon and, like, heaps of people do fan art and they post about it. And, like, that's super appealing about playing a game as it comes out. Totally. Um, but yeah, so the, the downside though, the server issues, mm. this company made like a little double A game thinking max 30,000 people would play this game. They had yeah. server capacity for 30,000. Mm. And, uh, just today, here's a hot stat for you. Oh yeah. The, uh, peak concurrent players reached 457,000 oh! just on PC, not including PS5. Wow. So... They're doing pretty good numbers. Huge. <laughs> yeah. I um actually, you know what? You're right. I have seen a bit of news uh about this and, and this isn't even like a chicken wing that I've got. This is just me remembering something I saw. But mm. 
people were hassling. Oh, I don't know about hassling, but you know, when you tweet someone, you're hassling them. Uh, people were tweeting the CEO of yes. the developer that makes Helldivers, and they were like, "Are you going to add PvP?" And, and he was like, "No, we're not going to add it. Like, we're really passionate about." pve experiences if you want a really good pvp experience play tarkov, play tarkov i, I yes. was like oh my god that's like you know <laughs> one of the hottest studios right now like this week yeah. and they're saying play tarkov you've got to you've got to love to see that yes yeah i followed him on twitter uh, after seeing a bit of news about him and yeah there's a yeah, there's some, he's saying some cool stuff about like, yeah, go play Tarkov. Someone was like, oh, I really want to play Helldivers, but like, I don't have the funds. And he was like, yeah, don't buy it, dude. Don't like go buy your groceries. <laughs> like the game will still be here in, in a month, you know, like we're yeah, not going yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a cool thing for a CEO to say. Yeah, that's um, awesome. And it's also like going to be super accessible later on because it's PVE, you know, like oh. you just need a couple of buds to play this. You don't need like servers full of people like you do in like Titanfall or, you know, PUBG or whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the, the actual game itself is great. It's full of, um, it's got some like pretty good progression. Uh, there's not like a great deal of, uh, what would you call them different types of enemies so like obviously you got the tyranids and the automatons they're kind of the two main groups mm -hmm. um, but but within those factions there's like heaps of enemy variation but right mm -hmm. now it's kind of like you're just fighting one group or the other group um but the the galaxy map has space for more you know like you can tell they're like leaving stuff open yeah okay okay yeah. i yeah. i wonder because that system you explained at the start which sounds awesome but uh the, the one where like you know the community is basically completing these missions to support mm. the war effort and you get that mm. little stat that's like 0 0.004 percent mm. um i wonder if like uh, from the developer's perspective they're just blowing the war effort wide open because they're getting like <laughs> millions more players than they ever could have hoped for yeah i have no idea how they're doing it data wise you know like mm. maybe there's some like rubber band style right yeah know, uh, exponentials going on where it's like mm -hmm. oh if x number of players do this thing at over x period of time then you know the, the war effort is you know like maybe if there was only a thousand people on the server then like instead of you know 0 0.004 of the mission being complete or the, the planet being taken it would actually be four percent right so, like, yeah you know, i i don't know um uh yeah it's it's a, it's it's a pretty unusual thing to sort of watch unfold live um yeah but yeah it's been lots of fun yeah, it's interesting that we're only in February and we've just had some crazy breakout hits this year. I, totally. I feel like between this and Pal World, like, I, I don't know if maybe we just weren't bringing this kind of news to the pod last year, but I, mm. I feel like this is not a regular thing for these kind of games with a much smaller budget than um, we're used to seeing just kind of breaking out into the, the top five played um, on Steam or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, there's also been another pretty big hit, which was called Enshrouded, which I haven't okay. been playing, but it's like a survival game 
with right. like a sort of RPG elements uh, and, and a really good building system. Right. Um, so people have been building really cool stuff. And then another one just came out recently called Nightingale, oh which is God. sort of ca- causing a bit of a stir. And another one, this is my news, by the way, right now, oh, is please, Pacific Joe. Drive. <laughs> Pacific Drive came out is coming out tomorrow, uh, which is a driving survival game, which looks mm-hmm. super up my alley. Yeah, yeah. I tried to play Pacific Drive because it was playable mm. um, on Next Fest. Yeah. But even though I had a Steam Deck and it was on Steam, I still couldn't play it. It needed a special driver that you can only install oh. on Windows machines. Lame. Yeah, so that was super lame. But yeah, it, it looks cool. I love, uh, uh, you know, a, a driving game uh in in a survival context where you kind of have to build a relationship with your vehicle <laughs> you yeah, know it's like so it's cool. just you and your spaceship or whatever like i love that concept mm. yeah me too I, and something about like driving slowly across you know pacific northwest <laughs> mm. like not re- with a with a piece of shit car Mm-hmm. Is, is very appealing to <laughs> like it gives me death stranding vibes you know like slowly walking across america to like complete some dumb mission for an old man on a hill that's kind of that's kind of where i'm at fuck yeah yeah hard agree yep i hope it's sick i yeah i i i wonder what is going on where like these indie slash double a games are just finally getting enough limelight that there's so much attention yeah. on them yeah i don't know i think like maybe i mean this is a whole topic right but like <laughs> tri- this is this is episode nine right here yeah this is episode nine this is indie <laughs> versus triple a versus double a what the hell why are we talking about this um i feel like yeah triple a really especially apparently this year has like kind of lost its way a little bit like there's no way to develop like you look at like a game like um Immortals of Avium or even Suicide Squad. These like multi, multi million dollar games that are like in development for like five or six years, mm. sometimes even more. Or even like what's that new pirate game that uh, Ubisoft just put oh, out that like oh. no one has any interest in playing? Skull and Bones. It's Skull the, and Bones. It's that game where the Ubisoft, because they're charging 70 US for it and they're like, this is the first quadruple A game. Like they said that. They yes. said that like unironically, which is just magical. It's just so yeah. great to see that and just see their complete lack of awareness. Just, oh, it's poetry. Yeah. Like I, 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 I don't know who... So I saw a skill ups review of uh, Skull and Bones and it was like, yeah, it, it, you, he's exactly right. Basically what he was saying in the review was they did Assassin's Creed Black Flag and there's so much cool stuff you, you can do in, in Black Flag, mm. uh, which was done, I don't know how many years ago, like eight years ago now or something. Dude, it's way older than that. Is Black it? Flag, yeah, yeah. Black Flag is at least 10 years old. I want to oh say like 12 God. or 13. Yeah, okay. it's, well, it's way older. <laughs> okay uh yes it's an old as balls game and there's so much more cool stuff you can do in black flag which they seem to be refusing to let the player do in skull and bones and it's like if this is supposed to be quadruple a then what was black flag you know like it's it's better on every measurable spectrum (laughs) uh so you know what are we dealing with here (laughs) fuck 
And then, yeah, you get a game like Pal World that comes out of nowhere. It's like an asset flip plagiarism machine that like sits the tippy top of the Steam charts for weeks yeah. uh, and blows records. And then, yeah, fucking Helldivers comes out of next to nowhere uh, and just like blows up as well. And it's like, what, what was the marketing budget? You know, like <laughs> no, yeah, one, I mean... no one marketed this game. Right. Like you and didn't here hear of it until it was breaking records it's yeah. just like you've got to be you've got to be loving life if if you're heading up a game studio and your marketing budget is so fucked that you can't market the game and then it starts cleaning up on the steam charts you've got to be like ah money well spent yeah. totally yeah so i don't know what's going on right now in AAA. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on like oh my headphones just unplugged one sec sorry 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 I can I can hear you perfectly. That's okay. I got you. I got you. Okay. Um, Good. <laughs> yeah. The uh, a lot of pressure on like Grand Theft Auto, whatever it is, six, the new one. Mm-hmm. Like the, I I don't know any other AAA big boys that are coming down the pipe that are like, yeah, we got we got something fresh for you all. You know, we got something <laughs> new. We got a big game for this summer. Like. <laughs> Uh, where are they they all they all just fired all their staff (laughs) they fucking did oh yeah i got some news about that um but what about death stranding 2 the year's biggest game (laughs) is that this year no it's next year right i have no idea i have no idea but like they're releasing trailers and shit aren't they for death stranding 2 is that next year for real Oh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why you said... I thought you said this year's biggest game, Death Stranding 2, and I was like, no, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, as a joke, like... But it's oh. coming out this year, surely. Like... No, the, no. Really? They've Scheduled got... for release in 2025. Oh, my God. They've got so many trailers and stuff. Stop stop marketing. It was the, it was the same with DS1, remember? Like, Kojima, he's big on oh, the early yeah, trailer. yeah, that's right. Oh, we hated that, too. We were just, like, didn't know what the game was. And it, it was years. You've got to wait years yeah. with that guy. It's because he's doing too many things. He's he's directing the Death Stranding movie. He's he's directing another movie. He's doing that thing with Jordan Peele. Like, yeah, yeah. brother, brother, you need to, you need so, to relax. Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to go show my window real quick. One sec. There's, there's noise. There's trains outside. There's uh, grass whispering in Joe's ear. You don't want to know what Joe puts up with when that window is open. Right. I'm back. I'm next sorry, time. dear listener, if you heard next door neighbor shenanigans. I don't know. I don't know what they've heard so far. <laughs> Who knows what secrets you've heard? Um, hell yeah, dude. Well, I'm glad you're digging the hell out of Hell Divers, and that you know the the studio seen such success in these recent weeks yeah yeah i'm i'm uh, i'm loving it come join me dear listeners and help us take back malevolent creek <laughs> or take the advice of the ceo and just focus on those groceries wait a couple of months let those let those servers take care of themselves and then you'll be you'll be buying into a fully fledged game baby I mean, both both are valid options. Hell yeah! News for me? Uh, yeah, I got some news, and I I also uh, have been playing games that oh, are a yeah. lot older, a lot older. Yeah. Tell me about um, your games. 
So I had a big, a big day with one of my buds and we booted up Tony Hawk's Underground. Oh, no way. Oh, dude. And, uh, you know, I haven't played Tony Hawk's Underground in whatever it is, 20 years. Mm. And um, to be fair, neither neither my friend, but when we booted up, he was just a god. He was just like incredible, you know, like we're getting to know the game and... It's like, all right, I need you to get, like, 2,500 points cumulatively. You know, like, do do a bunch of tricks. They don't have to be comboed, but you just need 2,500 points. And uh, my boy just got 107,000 points in one combo, and I'm like, Jesus, wow. all right. I think I think we're going to be at different levels because, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's single player. You hand that controller back and forth. Yeah. Uh, and fuck, what a soundtrack. You know MF Doom is on that soundtrack? No way. Hell dude, yeah, dude. MF Doom came on. I was like, fuck, this. I remember this soundtrack being good, but damn, it's got some deep cuts. It's, you know, that's one of the things I think about sometimes is like the way The Simpsons or Tony Hawks or, you know, whatever thing exposed me to these really cool artists in my childhood that I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, that I, that I consumed but never realized that I was into until like, in my late 20s (laughs) totally totally i mean it's like um for me it was like gta vice city and san andreas right like i would just drive for a really long time listening to those radio stations and then like in my 20s i'd buy like violator by depeche mode and then i'd be like oh fuck this is that song from gta (laughs) yeah yeah totally um and yeah tony tony hawks has heaps of that and uh yeah it's it's cool man it holds up the gameplay especially holds up but it's just Mm. like unapologetic as hell like it's really funny because the the dialogue is quite dated right like these drug dealers steal your board or steal like a friend's skateboard in the very first mission and you like go and steal their stash and stuff and it's just like this is a kid's game and you're you're doing this to like mf doom and all these sick punk bands and i'm like man i feel like this would get cancelled today you know, <laughs> if they tried to do something like that mm. um but yeah really fun and just man that uh that flow you can get on tony hawks where you're just like grinding flipping off the grind into a manual and then like going up a half pipe and it's just like it's sick how you can just kind of put everything together and it just flows yeah yeah those Um, tiny hawk games were sick i yeah i feel like my tiny brain wasn't ready to hear like you know uh rage against the machine (laughs) (laughs) as like a nine-year-old or whatever the hell it was you know like i just wasn't i wasn't prepared and it comes on it it does blow your mind it's crazy yeah 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 and then what the whole time like you're skating and like you know doing kickflips over the bum like it's 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 sick it's sick what a great series that's so cool yeah did you ever get around to those i think they like remastered tony hawks one and two recently i uh i did not get around to those but uh i watched them being played and it looked cool yeah yeah it's uh it's sick that they've been updated because yeah i just feel like the uh the gameplay and like the arenas of those original games are kind of timeless like they're just so Mm. great Mm. Mm. oh yeah 
and uh, yeah, other than that, just playing a lot of Frolf. Every oh, everybody who comes over must play Frolf. Um, yeah, and we yeah, played just... Frolf after last episode. <laughs> yeah, we did. And yeah, I'm just getting my ass kicked by everyone I know. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's funny because I give people the lowdown of how I understand the rules of Frolf. And so, you know, pretty much immediately, as in within the first 10 minutes, we're on the same playing field and they'll always discover something that I never knew. And I'll be like, yeah. oh, damn, Frolf, Frolf never stops giving. Yeah, Frolf is uh, pretty special. I just wish the AI was better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Joe and I played and the, the AI, uh, well, I don't know if it glitched out or if it was just coded really poorly, but it just, you know, like it's frog golf, you trying to get to the hole and uh, yeah, the AI just kept jumping in the lava over and over again until like the, the turn timer timed out. Yeah, it, it's like... You know, it, it, it seemed clear that they were coded to just, like, aim for the hole and hit as accurately as possible. <laughs> and that's all. And, yeah, and then, there's you know, that's fine for, like, you know, 60% of stages or whatever, but sometimes there's a stage where there's, like, lava involved and a big, uh, a big bridge they need to be able to cross, and there's no way. There's just no way that that's, <laughs> that's, that's strategic uh, attempt is going gonna, is gonna to get them what they deserve or what they need. Yeah. So, yeah, but again, Frolf at its core, they got it right. You know, obstacle detection for the AI, not a high priority. The the, the randomness of the frog, yeah. very yeah. high priority. Yeah, no, that's great. I remember just being like, what's that guy? And you're like, I don't know. It's a snake, I think. And then is the snake good or bad? <laughs> you know, like, mm -hmm. I love that. I love that stuff. It's, uh, mm -hmm. it's like a, a trip you go on. <laughs> well i'm about to take you and our listeners on a trip i got a little bit of housekeeping before we get into some chicken wings oh yeah yes we are recording a starfield special in Ooh. march uh the episode is going to air on the 15th of march but we'll be recording around the 9th or 10th so please send in your Starfield emails by the 8th if you oh, want okay. them read out. Uh, and, yeah, so just to just to give you uh, some context and let us not forget, this was Joe's idea. We Was it? I, it was, 100%. Oh it's on record. God. I don't know where. One of the episodes in the last 100, you came up with this idea live I, on the air. Here's the thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> I make suggestions and I don't think they're serious at the time. You know, oh, yeah. like I say, no. I say a lot of stuff and uh, the stuff that comes through sometimes alarms yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I put this terrifying. in concrete immediately. Like you just made an offhand comment and I was just like, that's going on the tombstone. Okay. Um, so boot up Starfield, select new game. Mm -hmm. I think there's a little cutscene. As soon as gameplay starts... You hit that pause menu, you go to options, you go to difficulty, and you select very hard. Got it. And you play, you've got three lives, and that's it. When you die the third time, it's all over. That's your Starfield experience. Oh, three lives? I thought it was permadeath, but is there like three... Is there, a, it, you know, is, is permadeath too hard? 
It, yeah, permadeath was just like I, I died pretty quickly, and okay. it it was in learning, and so I felt like for the episode to just be a bit more juicy, we I I, I bumped it up to three lives. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, that sounds good. Sure. Yeah. So very hard. Three lives. When you die the third time, that's it. Uh, yep. Turn it off. Un- I mean, uninstall straight up. Uh, and yeah, we're going to record that episode in March and it'll air on the 15th, but send our emails on the 8th if you, if you want that shit read out. Sure. Imagine if I love it. You won't. All right. Moving (laughs) straight on to, (laughs) I mean, you might, I've, I mean, we're, we're talking to Mr. Need for Speed Unbound. Stranger things have happened. Hey man, you know, you gotta, you gotta look up. I'm glad you brought up Need for Speed Unbound and not bloody goddess of Nikkei anime waifu game. You know, like it. What? As you... far as uh, as far as insults go, that one wasn't the worst. <laughs> Why are you playing a waifu game? Is that what you're trying mm, to tell us? I'm, I'm not. No, not anymore. I haven't played in a long time. Not anymore. Interesting. Uh, development on Dead Cells is finally coming to a close. We've got yeah. up update 35 uh which signals the last batch of content before motion twin slash evil empire move on to the next project um which if you remember joe talked about in in a, in yeah. a news segment um where like they played a you know a couple of roguelites and didn't feel as though there was a fast roguelite on the market um Hiles. So, yeah, we'll see if we can put their money where their mouth is. But weirdly, uh, I, I am kind of on the outskirts of the Dead Cells community, and there's been a bit of community backlash about oh. this. Yeah, they've been like, how could they abandon us? And it's just like, man. Bro, they've been giving you free content for seven years. Like, yeah. uh, Jesus, what the uh, fuck? Imagine being in a relationship with these people, the yeah. expectations. Gamers are the worst, dude. <laughs> um, but that's cool. That's cool that, you know, they've got this product that they evolved. You know, it was really really different um with version 1.0 which is like the version i played a lot and over the years i jumped in and out and it just changed so much that i just didn't have a lot of knowledge that translated to the new version and that's like that's so cool i feel like they really kept it fresh really kept it alive um and yeah now this final version coming out in update 35 like you can get Dead Cells for cheap. All the DLC, which is fantastic, is cheap as hell. I haven't got around to the, the Castlevania DLC they did, but eventually I'll get back into Dead Cells and I'll, I'll play all of it. But uh, yeah, sure. just wanted to uh, high five the end of Dead Cells and yeah, see if, see if they can apparently build a fast roguelite that is going to be leagues faster than Hades and... Uh, many other roguelites that are quite fast yeah yeah i wonder what they mean by fast returnal is anyway. pretty fast sorry yeah, yeah. uh you got you got some chicken for us i got some bits and pieces i kind of already mentioned some uh we'll just breeze through those ones though so pacific drive comes out tomorrow looks really cool survival mm-hmm. car game 
Shadow of the Erd Tree is getting a trailer at like 1am our time tomorrow. Oh, so Which by the time this airs, it'll be live. It will have been live and you will have watched it, maybe. I don't know if you're interested in bloody Souls games, but there you go. Um, <laughs> Warframe is on mobile now. It's only on iOS at this point, but yeah, they've they finally, they've been speaking about it for years, uh, got to a mobile port of the game. So good for them. No shit. Uh, and we got a Borderlands movie trailer. It has Kate Blanchett in it. Holy shit. Okay, so I've only seen the poster, and the poster's right. saved on my phone because it looks so fucked. But this yeah. this movie looks bad, y'all. And it's got yeah. a stellar cast. It's got, like, Insane. fucking Jack Black, Kate Blanchett, Jamie Lee Curtis. It's, it's bonkers. It's a bonkers cast. I don't know... I don't know. You know, I don't know anymore, man. I don't know where they find these casts. To, like, how do you get Kate Blanchett to sign on for The Borderlands? <laughs> Think about um, that. It's like a middling success. I mean, maybe Borderlands is super successful, but it feels like a fairly middlingly successful first-person shooter looter game mm-hmm. uh, that's had, like, a bunch of entries. None of them have been, like, earth-shattering. And now yeah. you get Kate Blanchett the movie yeah that no one asked for i mean look michael kane is in jaws 4 and (laughs) (laughs) you're right you know what you're right when you're right you're right you know if they're like hey here's two million dollars and you've got to be on site for three to six months you might be like man yeah yeah I want, I want another house. Like, I, I, I get it. I, I get being addicted to that kind of paycheck. But yeah, usually Kate Blanchett, uh, is 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 very incisive in in yeah. the movies she chooses to play in. Um, like you can generally rely on her if if you don't know the movie or the director or whatever. But she's in it, kind of like Tilda Swinton. You can yeah. be like, oh, this is probably gonna be good. Um, so yeah, the fact that she's in Borderlands is, is, is weird. Um, and I couldn't help, I don't know if it says this in the trailer, but like in the, on the movie poster, it's got like from the makers of like Venom and like some other just shit movies. (laughs) I was just like, that's not good. That's like, don't, you know, these are movies that were box office flops and are not critically acclaimed like what what's going on here is this like why not just leave that off even if it is true uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> okay i have a slight correction we didn't get a trailer we got a trailer preview which is a thing now apparently mm. uh, yeah kevin hart is in this movie as well right, um, right there's a section in the trailer that looks like bjork flips into the screen I don't know if that's beautiful. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Um, I hope it is. Yeah. I look. hope it is. Um, did you see Tar? Yeah, bro. Remember we talked about Tar? Yeah, yeah. My number two of that okay. year was Tar. Yeah, that was a great movie. I mean, look, so Kate Blanchett is not a, a stray to video games. Like, at the end of Tar, spoiler alert, 
skip ahead 10 seconds. Whoa. Uh, no, 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 no. It's two. You can't. You I can't, can't? Say that. No, 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 no. It's only like less than two years old. It's it's one of the greatest movies of this decade. <laughs> okay. you, you can't talk about the ending of Tar. Well, I'm sorry. Okay. I won't talk about the ending. Like I said, though, she's no stranger to video games. So, right. Um, <laughs> final piece of news. That's it. That's all I got, actually. That was the final piece. That's great. That's great. That's a great final piece of news. Uh, episode time. It's, <laughs> episode time. <laughs> it's the Boomerang X episode. I've yes. been, um, I've been really excited for this. I mean, I gotta be honest, like with Game Club, I love, I just love the idea of a club. It doesn't matter if it's a game, a book, a movie, you just do something separately, yeah. isolated from the group. And then you come in with your opinions and you get to talk about it and everyone has their own takes and it's just great. I love that shit. Absolutely. Dude, I yearn for the day that we get like 30 Games Club emails, you know? Like, <laughs> fuck. Dude, that would be like a six hour episode. You know how slowly we, we read emails and yeah. we like react to every second sentence? <laughs> I know, I know. It would be good. Um, um, so, yeah. uh, shout out, this was your pick for February. Yes, yes it was from um, my big list, yes. Yeah, so do you want to maybe um, give a lowdown of, of what the game is about, and and then you can kick off with your, your spiel? Uh, yes. Um, so, hang on, one second, one second, one second. <laughs> What's, I hear shuffling papers. How many... Yeah. How many A4 scribbled notes do you have for Boomerang X? There's very few. That was, the sound of the papers was me frantically trying to work out who the developer was. It was developed by a studio called Dang! Exclamation <laughs> point. Great name. Dang. Uh, yeah, Dang. Uh, <laughs> it's a first-person, uh, I guess you could call it a shooter, but it's primarily a movement game. Mm-hmm. Um... You could file it under short games you could play in a day or two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, it's a game that is... Yeah, so primarily focused on movement. There's, like, a sort of slow progression to it. Um, there's very little story to talk of or to speak of, and what's there is kind of, yep, yeah, sort of drip-fed to you. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I mean, the, I don't really have much more to say on it other than those few points. Do you have any in- introductory bits as to like ha- what the game actually is? I guess I would class it as an arena shooter more oh. than anything. Um, very, funnily enough, very similar to, to Rollerdrome in that mm. you just have a bunch of arenas uh, filling up with enemies. And in this case, yeah. you're not shooting, you're boomeranging. You're throwing. Uh, you're throwing. Yeah. You're launching. And, uh, yeah, no, that's, I, th- I think that's, that's pretty much it. It is, um, pretty short and sweet. And, uh, yeah, I mean, a arena shooter kind of, kind of covers it pretty well, I feel. Yeah. When I think of arena shooter, the reason I reacted the way I did was because I feel like an arena shooter is like a multiplayer thing, but I oh. suppose it could totally be applied to a single player context as well. Right, that's that might be my ignorance showing because I just no, I yeah. haven't had that experience. Like I would, I would call Rollerdrome an arena shooter too. I mean, I don't know. I I think you might even be right. I just for some reason I'm like <laughs> arena shooter is like a yeah, uh, 
like Quake. multiplayer Quake is you know the, the the immediate thing, or like even like Overwatch or something. Well, that's like a hero shooter, but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, do you want me to do you want me to start with my spiel and you can do yours, or what order? Abs- you yeah, yeah, no, I mean it's your game club game. Okay. Like I want to I want to hear it from the source. Mm. Hmm. Take a swig of my water. Here we go. <laughs> <All right. clears throat> Boomerang X. Boomerang X feels like a flight of whiskeys paired with various chocolatey treats. You sit at the bar, the game serves up some juicy movement. It's delicious. Then it, then the game pairs that with a new ability. Ooh, that's pretty nice, you think to yourself. Then it throws in an interesting combination of enemies. Now you're drunk, flying around the sky, throwing a pointy weapon at birds and bugs. The wind in your hair and the whiskey pairing an ancient dream. Mm-hmm. It does what I always ask games to do, which is one thing very well. And that one thing is movement, namely aerial movement. Uh, in this game, you can jump, you can throw a weapon that doesn't look at all like a boomerang, <laughs> like an Australian boomerang. Um, <laughs> yeah. You unlock abilities to improve your boomerang combat prowess. They drip these abilities to you in a slow, very intentional feeling order. Your jump speed is insane. The moment you press spacebar, you're launched 34 feet forwards as if you've got the world's most ridiculous calf muscles. <laughs> that is so true. Like, I actually <clears throat> kind of jump scared myself the yeah. first time I jumped. A literal jump scare. Me too. I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm just a guy and I can jump like this? <laughs> uh, the art is stylish but threadbare. There's no more information than is required. Sometimes Boomerang X splashes out with some very fancy effects, but it's never gratuitous. Mm. Boomerang X knows where the line is. Uh, Boomerang X made me feel like some ancient version of Neo from the Matrix, and that Mm. is pretty cool. Mm. And and that's my spiel. Mm. Good spiel. I was there. I was there for the whiskey, I was there for the chocolates, and then I was there when they were Butter Dream. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Uh, uh, hit me with hit me with your spiel. Hell yeah! Well, yeah. Let me let me dive straight in, and then I'll um, and we then we can discuss. This actually might be one of the longer spiels for me. Oh, all right, uh, cool. All right, I like right. it. Normally, I do a long one, and you do a shorter one. But this time, mm, I did the right. short one. Let's see. All right, here we go. Boomerang X is one of the best demos I've played. It has a hip name, a delectable movement system, and the placeholder soundtrack and enemy designs do a decent job of keeping the player visually informed. The first 10 minutes had my hands phantom caressing Alt F4 during gameplay. It was tedious. (laughs) However, I I had purchased this video game preview with real-life capitalist credits, and so I persevered. I quested forward. I boomeranged until the credits rolled because it has excellent movement after all. And that's all that matters. Or is it? Oh my god. I initially played for an hour and didn't perceive any challenge. I thought I might have had damage turned off. I did not. I battled through many (laughs) arenas before I encountered an enemy that could do anything other than slowly trip over itself in my general direction. 
This big frog gurgled green vom everywhere, and I was thrilled to have a reason to move out of the way of something. I clobbered said amphibious brute on its single weak spot, but alas, it lived on. It jumped in the air, and I knew I had to get underneath its belly for ultimate satisfaction. It's fantastic <laughs> enemy design. Frog equals good. I had to use the movement system. <laughs> frog. Can we just pause on frog equals good? <laughs> That's probably one of the best things you've ever written. <laughs> Oh dear. I had to use the movement system, figure something out on the fly, and I had to execute it. After that, they ramp up the amount of enemies and finally give them some ranged attacks. Despite this, it does feel nigh impossible to actually be damaged by something. In vain, I searched for a way to make things harder. I felt like I was playing some kind of tech demo for the movement system. I never healed. I never died. In my entire playthrough, I would have taken less than 10 damage. This wow. supreme lack of challenge made the arenas feel like a chore at times. It's a great demo. P.S. The final boss fight is really, really good. Nice. Wow. That's my spiel. Yeah. Dude, I died a bunch. I think you're just I... good at video games. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where the rubber meets the road on this one. I was doubting myself so much because, like, um, that's why I made that joke about the start with the placeholder music because, like, oh. the music would get really intense and it, like, I felt like I was playing, like, Super Mario Bros. Level 1 or something, you know? Like, it was, right. it just felt, like, so easy and I was like, oh, man, this really doesn't align for me. Yeah, I feel like, so there's this intentionality in this game that I feel like the developer really wanted the player to witness. Mm. You know, they were like, here is one thing at a time right, and right. we need to make sure you get it each time before we move on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, even the early, like, I felt like the same about the early arenas. They felt like super just like, why am I even here? These guys mm -hmm. pose no threat. Mm. Um, and then, and then the frog was like a slight challenge and then you know, <laughs> it does, it does ramp up. Uh, yeah. And I died, I died, you know, maybe eight or nine times in total, I think in the whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that maybe that's just, you're better at movement games than I am. <laughs> Yeah, well, the movement system is really good. And ultimately, I enjoy moving around like that in a 3D space. And, and the abilities were really cool. Um, yeah. uh, like, uh, chaining abilities and the movement together was really fun. Um, but I think, for me, it, it just kind of fell apart with some of the other aspects of the game. Like, for me, there was just no enemy variety, you know? It felt like mm. everything could be killed in exactly the same way. Um, right. And, like, some enemies had weak spots and some enemies had, like, decent aerial movements, so you had to kind of get behind them or get around them while they were moving, and I just think it needed way more than that. Um, yeah. And, like, man, from, like, I don't know, the third or fourth arena, I was like, man, they should have a level where there's no floor, you know? And then, like, 
50 arenas later there's still <laughs> heaps of floor and there's yeah. like places you can heal and i'm just like man i don't understand like i went through the options there's no difficulty settings yeah. i'm just like fuck it it made it feel like i was just invincible in a tech demo or something right right see i felt like the difficulty especially towards the second half was like tuned for me specifically like right i was having i was getting challenged i was here having to heal and there was like tight moments where i finished like a stage with like zero health or like next to mm -hmm. you know your last little heart or whatever mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was like wow what a tense encounter uh, but i'm sure you were like you know What's that like whistling song that's like do 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 do? Just like dude. flying around the stage, killing everything in one go. Yeah, dude, uh, it was like yeah. Sometimes when the soundtrack was playing and I was like flying around the stage, I was frowning because I was just like, this music isn't right. Like, have they yeah, put the yeah. wrong song in here? Like, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. So I think a, a a lot of it kind of just didn't quite hit for me. Yeah. Right. Um, maybe we should describe as well. So some, some of the movement tech you get apart from jumping, obviously, is you have this mm -hmm. boomerang you can throw, you can right click to recall the boomerang instantly or almost mm. instantly. Mm. Uh, if you, you unlock the ability to sort of teleport to where, wherever the boomerang is with, with left click. Yeah. You played on steam deck. No, I did. I used, yeah, I used the steam so you controls. Had, you had the steam control, right. So it would have been like trigger or something that would have Yeah, thrown. it would have been trigger. So, I mean, yeah, that, that ability you're describing where you throw the boomerang and then you oh. just are, are attracted to it. Like you're, it's almost yes. like you're force pulled towards it. Um, I mean, that is just broken, right? Like I, I didn't, I used them just cause they were there, but I didn't need any other abilities other than that yeah. one. Here is an interesting thing. The game mm -hmm. asks you, do you want to play on mouse and keyboard or a controller? Mm -hmm. There might be a different difference in difficulty between keyboard because of the way you can like literally whip 360 degrees in half a second versus controller. Did you try mouse and keyboard? Uh, no, because I just beat it in one sitting. Right. Okay. Yeah, and I, I just assumed mouse and keyboard would be easier, right? Because, like, it's just so much easier to aim with a mouse. Oh, no, I feel like they would have tuned the difficulty to be harder with mouse and keyboard because you can oh. aim and click stuff literally like a mouse. Right, yeah. Well, I never, yeah, I never tried, maybe. But, you know, not confirmed. I don't know if that's the case. Like, I just sure. intuited the fact that, you know, they would want to slow enemies down if you're using a controller because you can't click ahead. You sure. Have to, you have to aim your controller in the direction, then press it. Yeah. You know, I mean, dude, it was really easy. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. It was insanely easy. Okay, dear listener, if you have played this game, write in and tell us what you platform you played it on and how you found it. Because mm. uh, there might be some. Maybe I should even look it up. I'm, I'm really curious now about, like. Um... Should I fade in the music? Should we do this? Why not? Let's have a quick look. Hell yeah. Alright, we'll uh, fade the music out and the voices in. Yes, out and in. Uh, yeah, I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find anything is the long and short of it. Not sure. Listener, in right in. If you, if you played it on controller and you found it super duper easy, and, or, and also if you played on mouse and keyboard and tried changing options midway through or something. Yeah, what a small need... Venn diagram of people that must be in the entire world, you know, listeners to this <laughs> podcast and plays a Grim Ring X and willing to write an email. 
<laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, extremely, extremely small, but that's okay. Yeah, I, I still put the call out. Yeah. One maybe. person out there, I know you exist. Yeah, maybe it's the person who rated us one star and oh they've just tuned in to this episode and Boomerang X is their favourite game of all time and they changed their rating and everyone is happy. Happily ever after. <laughs> um yeah, yeah, the last boss was sick, dude. The, the, oh. I wish they did more, like, big set pieces like that. Like, there's right. such a cool room for, like, giant enemy. And they sort of did, like, with the big strider guys that could, like, shoot at the big cloud. Yeah, um, yeah, that was but, that was interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like the last boss should have been the first level and <laughs> the game should have been 30 minutes long. That's yeah, that, right. that's how I feel. Yeah, oh, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't, I, know, I knew it was a short game. Uh, I didn't quite get like tech dem- demo-y vibes from it. I definitely felt like they had like this concept about the mm. movement, you know, and mm. the like the mechanics that they un- that you unlock as you play. Uh, yeah. That they sort of yeah drip through to you in- very intentionally, and yeah, I could sort of feel the creator's hand on the pedal, you know, like, or on the, mm. on the, the gear stick being like, okay, now we're going to go to fifth gear. Like it was very much, it felt like they were directing the experience in, in a way that I don't think comes across as strongly in other games, just because of the way this, this game gives you things. Sure. Yeah. No. And I, I should say there is a polish there that that Mm. is admirable like the only reason i say tech demo is because it just felt like i was walking through levels you know like it it felt like there wasn't enough for me to interact with and uh but i you know i played the whole thing i saw the credits and uh it just made me question like how much of a sucker i am for movement yeah Um, and, and it's why Returnal is is one of my favorite games of all time now is because the movement is insane in that game but also it's got this bonkers appealing story uh based around like parental trauma and it's a sci-fi and you know so I feel like if you've just got good movement and then you stack the rest on I'm uh I'm putty in your hands well if anything I'm glad this game pushed you off of your game doesn't need graphics it only needs good movement <laughs> i know that's not truly how you feel but you know this <laughs> uh, you know yeah. what i'm saying you know what yeah I'm yeah yeah i um yeah i just i think maybe too because this was uh just so close to rollerdrome in mm. in gameplay and in rollerdrome i really appreciated how you had to use different guns on different enemies and it didn't right. tell you and you had to learn about it. Whereas in this, it was just like, just hit everything in exactly the same way and you'll be right. And I was like, oh, I just want like a bit more variety because yeah, the movement is so good. Like the movement is way beyond tech demo quality. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I don't really have like any any critique on the art or anything like that because you know it's mm. a smaller game and i get that that's not in the budget and it absolutely served its purpose um but yeah i just feel like mechanically it, it did leave me wanting yeah fair totally fair i can see i can see that for sure um yeah what else is there to say um is that it are we done with boomerang x 
I think we're done. And uh, yeah, wow. So cool. I mean, I still feel like we're doing good, you know, mm. despite all my criticisms, in no way do I think this is a bad game. No. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, we're, we're off the back of Roller Drone. We got Boomerang X. And for March, we'll be diving into Cocoon. Ooh, uh, now, this is, this is one that actually you recommended to me off the pod. You were like, yeah. the, the inside, one, one of the inside dudes split away uh, and is no longer in that limbo inside developer. They've done their own thing. It's called Cocoon. And uh, I think you said it was like a puzzle game for people that hate puzzle games. <laughs> that sounds and like something I would say. <laughs> yeah, and that really intrigued me because I was like, ooh, that sounds like, um, you know, the puzzles are going to be intuitive and fun um, rather than, like, head-scratching. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know how much I stand by that. I've seen some gameplay of this now. Um, okay. And uh, from what I can tell, it looks like a very uh, simplistic but... Uh, uh, conceptually deep and mechanically deep game. Mm. Uh, I think there's like, you know, movement and one input, you know, that's what I mean by simplistic. Uh, Interesting. Um, but c conceptually deep in that there's, an, and like puzzlingly deep in that the puzzles are complex and, and require some, some thinking. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll see. This will be a hard pivot off the last two Games Club games, you know, big movement boys. Yeah, uh, yeah. This one's going to be not at all about movement, more about puzzling. But uh, yeah, I'm keen. Hell yeah. I gotta say, dude, this this new iteration of Game Club where we just pick games we want to play, loving it. Loving it so far. Two That's for good. two. Yeah, yeah. I gotta start thinking about what we gotta do month after. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's, there's a few there's been a few on the list hell yeah uh all right well have you got any closing thoughts about boomerang x no uh not really i i think i would love to hear what other people felt about the difficulty and if they played on mouse or keyboard that's the main two things um and yeah tell us tell us what you thought of the movement did it feel enjoyable to to sort of do that teleporty throw through the air thing and mm -hmm. if you even played it yeah let us know let us know we want to i want to know hell yeah all right well uh if that's all we've got to say in the matter we hope you have a lovely weekend and we'll see you when it's almost the weekend again nice one goodbye bye